it's okay to have a great property, but you really do have to have those hospitality standards, just even some basic ones. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, before we get into this week's episode, I've got something I am so excited to share with you guys. For the last couple of years, we've been recruiting and training virtual assistants for our private mastermind students, and we have now a officially open that up to the public. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant for your short-term rental business, then go to strsecrets.com slash VA and we will recruit, onboard, and train a VA for you. And if they don't save you at least 40 hours a month in admin work, then you don't pay. So I put a crazy guarantee on this because I've been testing this out for the last two years with our mastermind members. And I'm so confident that it works that if it doesn't, randomly work for you, I'm literally going to give your money back. So if you want more info on that offer, head over to strsecrets.com slash VA. And now let's get to this week's episode. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren, here as always with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's going on, E? My brother. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, it's our first episode of the new year. So I hope everybody's off to a good start. 2024, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be the year, man. It's gonna be the year for a lot of things, and I hope everybody is 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 going after it. You know, yeah. It's been uh, it's an adjusting year for me as I'm already going into it. But you know, I think what's important in times of change is like going back to the fundamentals of life. You know, yeah. good sleep, the good eating, the good habits, the good people, and the good people yeah. are probably you know as you work on transitioning and growing into things that you're not yet mm -hmm. you surrounding yourself with the people that are loving and nurturing towards the new you that you're trying to be yeah and don't push you back down to the old you that they're comfortable with and so just being mindful of that being mindful of the friends um and i'm super grateful i have a really good friend of mine came from italy just for new year's kind of like a last minute thing and it was just a reminder of like dude like around the right people you can go into into battle or into the new year mm. kind of way. versus you know feeling lackey which is kind of a, like a good intro for our guest today because she's kind of has that energy right that like yeah it's it's funny so i've been working with my my mindset coach for coming up on four years now and so he was he was bob proctor's protege so he worked directly with bob proctor for years and um he told me something, I don't know, probably a year ago that Bob told him that I thought was very fascinating because I always, I always felt like something was wrong with me because I'm like, I understand all these principles I've studied and I've been studying this stuff for years, but when I'm in a rut, I have a hard time pulling myself out of it. And he goes, you know, what's interesting. He said, Bob told me one time that he had never in his, I think it was 60 years of studying mindset and coaching in his 60 years, he had never met anybody that was able to navigate massive change on their own. Not one, including Bob. So it just reaffirmed that like when you're, when you're evolving into that next version of you and you're stretching and going after bigger and bigger goals, 
there's a lot of internal change that happens. And to your point of what you just said, the people that you that you've spent a lot of time with, most of the time it's out of love, but they're going to subconsciously try and pull you back to where you've always been because that's the version that they know. And they're like, who is this like fake new person? Right. And so you're, you're going to feel that pull back to where you've been. So it's important to have people, mentors and friends that will support, encourage and challenge you to keep pushing to that next level. And anytime there's a lot of change, we're going through a lot of change in business right now, some different business strategies, all these things. You know, we got WealthCon coming out. There's just a lot of balls in the air and it can, that anxiety can build that, that internal pressure of like, all right, this is a new direction. This feels weird. This feels scary. Am I making the right move? That is completely normal. And it's very timely for this episode, because again, if you're setting those new year's resolutions, the time that we're recording, this is typically the day that people fall off the wagon for those resolutions. And a lot of it comes from that internal conflict and that unease and that discomfort and that you know, breaking those old habits and those old routines. So again, echoing what you said, it's super important to have people that you can go to that you can share that vision of where you want to go and that person that you want to become, and they can help you get there, right? Mm -hmm. And hold you accountable and not let you step back into that old version of you because change is always going to be uncomfortable. That's the definition of change. When you, when you're Going to the gym, you want to get in shape. It's uncomfortable at first, right? Like if you're stretching and you're, you're doing that extra 10 pounds on the bench press or you're running that extra mile or whatever it is, it's uncomfortable in the moment. But those are the things that mold you into that new version, that new and improved version of yourself, right? Yep. And, you know, to echo your point about uh, our guest today, we've got Jody Sterling on the podcast. She's essentially the founder of the Hospitable Host Movement. And, you know, I've watched her grow. I didn't know who she was a few years ago. And then I just saw her slowly coming up and up and up back to our clubhouse days. And she's created this huge movement now, which you and I have been you know, blessed to be a part of through some of the different books and everything else. And one of the things that I notice about you know, really good connectors like, jo like Jody, and we talked about Julie George in this and Mark Simpson and some other folks, some friends of ours, is they always have this really good, high positive energy. And as you're growing and pushing to that next level, having those types of people around you, it's going to keep you in good momentum, especially if you're in a funk or a rut or whatever. It's like, those are the types of people that you want to surround yourself with. Right. So yeah. really, really cool episode. Good perspective on yeah. uh, the industry as a whole. Yeah. And, and last thought before we jump into the episode, the goal is change and progress is not to be perfect. Mm. So it's the 12th of January now, as we're recording this, you're two weeks in, you might have fallen off on some things. You might not perform on some other things. One, look at them and be like, do they really mean something to me? And if they do recommit to it and understand, like you spent 365 days last year, not doing something. If you hit eight days out of the 12 that have happened so far or six days, you're on a net positive uh, direction. So just be kind, strive to be better. And I call them the white pebbles and the black pebbles, right? So if you imagine at the end of the year day, you have a big jar in your room and you have white pebbles and black pebbles and white pebbles are a good day. Black pebbles are a bad day. The goal is not to have a jar full of white pebbles. The goal is to have a jar that is mostly white pebbles and yeah. just focus on the white pebbles and just focus on maybe not having too many black pebbles in a row. And when you do feel yourself having one or two of those in a row, 
reach out to people. Change what you're listening to. Change what you're consuming. May they be food-wise, people-wise, energy-wise, content-wise. Just look at those things and be like, can some of these things be the reason why I'm having multiple black pebbles in a row? And just switch. And one, one white pebble, and then the second white pebble, and you just, little progress, not perfection. Have you said that? I think it's time to roll into the episode. All right. Today on the show, we have Miss Jody Sterling with us. I had the pleasure of connecting with her for the first time in person last year at SCR WealthCon, and we had quite a good time at some of the honky tonks, I will say. A lot of laughs, a lot of fun. And uh, Jody is a pretty amazing person. So she is the founder of Hospitable Hosts. Sterling stays an omnipotent publishing house. She's a serial entrepreneur, a proud mother of three amazing humans. What began as a book project evolves into Hospitable Hosts, a global movement of short-term rental hosts. Her visionary leadership propelled her book, initially intended to share industry stories to Amazon's number one bestseller list. With three volumes showcasing 124 inspiring host stories, Jody recognized the need for elevating hospitality standards in the industry. This realization birthed the Hospitable Host Training Academy, a testament to Jody's commitment to excellence in short-term rental management. Jody is shaping the future of hospitality in the short-term rental industry with her hospitality management education in collaboration within the Hospitable Host community. So she's got her hands in a lot of different things <laughs> wow. right now. <laughs> yes. So. Why don't you take us back to the beginning? How did you get into the industry to begin with? And then we'll kind of catch up to everything you got going on now. Yeah. Hi, guys. And uh, thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. So, uh, well, it started a long time ago, actually. I, out of high school, I went into hospitality management school many, many years ago now. And uh, I then I got into five-star hotels um, with working with the big chains and I was traveling around training new staff in front of house hospitality. So it does go a long way back. Um, fast forward, you know, many years, I moved to the UK. I'm Australian, but I'd been traveling around Europe for a long time with my family and I moved to the UK so my kids could finish their education. And we got a house and it had a little cottage on the same block of land. And we wondered what we were going to do with it. And were we going to just store our bikes or should we do something with it? So we thought, let's try this Airbnb gig. And uh, being very experienced travelers, staying at all types of accommodation. And with my five-star hospitality background, we just stumbled upon something very, very lucrative. <laughs> So from there, um, we were in a tiny little village in the Cotswolds, which is a very unique place in the um, UK. It's actually where King Charles lives. He has his house, Highgrove. So it's got all these royal connections and we just stumbled um, across something that became a real gem. We got more and more properties and then started hosting for other people. Other people had holiday homes and bang, here we are. My business was was born. I have 20 properties now that I manage from Australia because I've just relocated back to Australia. So that's been a feat in itself. Um, not only am I a remote host, but I'm a remote host on the other side of the world in different time zones, which can um, be very challenging. That's me. So if you're worried about uh, hosting out of your market, we have another proof of content <laughs> that you can host on the other side of the planet. So yeah. yes, out yes, of your continent. 
Yeah. Jody hosted yeah. out of the continent. So if you're hosting to a city nearby you or in a different state and you're anxious, please just look at Jody. <laughs> Jody, what what I loved about your story. So Jody, the very first chapter of the hospitable host, the very first volume, it's you. And you talk about you and like how you put all of your kids to work, which I thought it was such a like great way and such a thing. Like I don't have kids. But I feel like that is such a one of the great advantages of the vacation rental industry is the fact that like you can put the entire family to work and I've put my entire family to work building furniture over time. They don't do it anymore. So they love me a little bit more now uh, (laughs) in the past. But whenever crunch time came, we all got to it. Um, Are your kids now into hospitality? Are they going towards a similar to mama into like a hospitality background or did you just kind of boiled it out of them through the early, <laughs> <laughs> early years. A little bit of both, actually. So they are at university at the moment now doing their own careers, but um, still have a hand in helping mum, especially with my tech, because I have one doing a tech degree, which is great for me. Yeah, we as a family really got in and started together. We had no, we didn't employ anybody so we would all be sitting, as I said um, in my introduction, we, we had our main house and we had this cottage next to them, next to it. And we would all sit there at checkout just waiting for them to leave so we could dive in, get it done. Um, everyone had their job to do and we just it just worked and we dived in and then we could start our day. It would be prepped and ready for the next guest. One thing they do know, and it was a really great life lesson, is they know how to clean. <laughs> they know how to keep their bathroom tidy. They know what it takes to run a run a business as well. So there's been a lot of life lessons. Um, they help me still, as I said, in, in different aspects, but not the cleaning now. We have people yeah. to help me with that. Yeah, yeah. But they're true. very proud. Like they used to get very proud of their five-star reviews. And yeah, like I said, they each one of them had their own job, specific job to do. It was it was really great. Yeah, we used those funds. We, we I set it up as um, our travel fund, so um, they knew if they did a good job, we got good reviews. We got more more um, guests coming to stay. They got a really good holiday. <laughs> I love That's that. It's a great great yeah. incentive, and I'm sure they're super great guests when they go do other people's Airbnbs because that's one of the things that I notice sometimes when you travel with friends being in hospitality and what I've become pretty bad because now I do it like if I go to a nightclub and there's cups everywhere I'm picking up cups because it just irritates me like that's just my hospitality and like I'm like I don't expect people to clean up after me Uh, but we do make in my opinion we're great guests and I can actually have, I almost have an argument, show me how you live a hotel room or an, an Airbnb after you leave it. And I'll tell you how great of a host you actually are. Because to me, again, it's it's a, it's one environment, right? So how you treat other people's properties or hotel rooms is how you look at yourself as a, as a host. So with all of the 120 plus authors that you've had now, all different stories, all different ranges, Give us some realizations of things that like you have learned along the way that could be useful for the people listening to the show. Yeah, look, um, yeah, 126 authors now and, and growing. Yeah, yes. 126 and growing. Very so, proudly, Mike and I are 
Yes, you are part of those. Yes, Yes. that's right. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, look, there's so many stories in in these books and um, very, very inspiring. People have had to, not, not a lot of people have come through the hospitality sector, which is why I wanted to put this book together and why, um, you know, we're doing other projects within the community as well, because it's, it's okay to have a great property, but you really do have to have those hospitality standards, just even some basic ones. And I know myself as a traveler and with my kids being travelers as well now, because it's in their blood, you know, we stay at places and you, you don't want to be that person who comes in and picks it apart at all, but there's some people out there who really don't know what they're doing. And it's disappointing because I think it brings down the whole industry. For instance, in uh, Sydney, we were at a conference not so long ago. We had a number of people come from the States, from the UK, and everyone was complaining about who was staying in a short-term rental was complaining about their the property that they were staying in. Now they didn't get their instructions to be able to get in the property. The property wasn't clean. Actually, one property wasn't cleaned at all. And the host, who is the guest, um, she ended up cleaning the property for for her host because the cleaner didn't show up. So there's all these wild stories. And I just believe, like, with listening to these stories from all these people who have come into the industry, as I said, a lot of them don't have that professional education. And so reading a book like this, you can learn so many tips or you can get so many tips and ideas of how to be a more professional host. And that would be my major takeaway. There's so much to learn in this industry constantly. Just keep educating yourself. I think one one big takeaway that especially if you're new or you're like just getting in that, you know, volumes of books like Jody's put together, typically what holds a lot of people back is like up here, right? And so one of the things that I love going through is there's so many different stories of how people got in and it just makes it a lot more relatable of like, okay, well, somebody might not relate to me or to E or to you or what, but there's, there is a story in there that's going to be pretty close to you that can show you like this will work even for you, you know, out of 126 different perspectives, nobody's story is the same. And so it just helps get rid of those limiting beliefs and those stories that people tell themselves of like, oh, I don't think this will work for me. I live in a remote area or I don't have the business acumen or I don't understand financials. Like go through those stories. Like, yeah. They are, they are really incredible. Like people have really pivoted their, their, their lives in the, from being in this industry. You know, we've had a lady whose husband passed away, you know, she's a lawyer, but she had no idea what she was going to do with some properties that she had. So she got into the business. We had a, a lady who's always dreamt of becoming a published author. Now she has, um, she's from Zambia She's taken the book to meet the um, Zambian president. She's now um, teaching 25 women how to set up a business. Now, you know, in their culture, that's very unheard of. So we're, we're going over and we're teaching these 25 young women how to be great hosts and hold a great business and really, you know, create something for themselves. We've had 
Oh my God, there's, there's so many, like whether it's been from business, from a personal story that they've got into um, this business, but they've really, really had to, you know, dive in deep and have quick learning, but they've been very, very successful. Even through the COVID period, we had a lady who, um, she has a, what we call in Australia, a granny flat. Do, do you know what that is? A granny flat? Like where your, where your grandma lives in the back of your yeah. house? Exactly. Yeah. So it's we call it an an, an in law suite. Oh, an in law suite. I think that sounds better, doesn't it, than a granny flat? Yeah, than a granny flat. Yeah, the granny <laughs> flat sounds a little bit a little bit strange. Yeah. Yes. So so this lady, she's newly divorced, doesn't know how she's going to bring in an income to so, to support her three boys. She had this granny flat or in law suite, and she decided during COVID there was people that were going to have to. Uh, isolate. So she put it up on Airbnb. And then from there, she was booked out constantly. And the builder who built this in-law suite for her said, you might be onto something here. I've built these suites all across the capital. She's in Canberra, the capital of Australia. So he gave her all his business leads. She contacted them all, bang, a business. She's now got 36 of these in-law suites that she rents out for people because they've built these in-law suites as either for their in-laws that haven't moved in yet or their in-laws have passed away or they've just done it as a tax deduction for their home. And, that, like, I find that amazing. Like, that, that came from nowhere. She's now left her job that she had and this is what she does. Now she's getting to educating other people how to how to run a business, and you know she she uh, dedicates herself to helping women who are in a similar situation to herself, and she's doing amazing stuff. Yeah, love that. What I love about all of the authors, and I think that's been very good. Is something that you did, and also Julie George did in terms of like inviting and and choosing the authors. Is this overall? love of hospitality because to me i think that is the main thing that makes a great host a great host is the fact that like you just love people and you love creating a special experience you take the pride and then that pride changes to whatever you want obviously right so like based on the story that pride comes from a different perspective of life or different meaning but everybody in the books as you read the chapters you can tell that everybody just has this care for the guest that just kind of oozes out of their story. And to me, like it's, it's not to oversimplify our industry, but it is kind of, to me is the key point that makes you successful is yeah. how much are you going to care about your guest? And if that is your leading indicator, like all choices go to the North star of what is best for my guest in terms of their experience. I don't know anybody that has chosen that as their North Star and hasn't created a great business. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I totally agree with that. So, you know, we've got people that specialize in in family stays because they have really big families or um, people who's, who love to host pets because they're dog lovers. Or, you know, so they really um, target their business around what they love. And then I think it comes from the heart. You've got those people who, you know, are avid travelers. So they've got properties all over the world and they're targeting those people. Mike, you've got this wonderful Disney 
themed um, place that you have, you know, you must be a Disney lover or you've got a young family. So maybe you yeah, are. Just ask him how many times he has gone to Disney. Yeah. My son has gone to Disney more than I had in my entire life. You know, like, I'm like, you know, this is not normal. I need you to realize this. He's been at Disney like six times in the last 18 months. So, yeah. 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 I have to say we're very similar. We're a very similar family. We lived in Hong Kong and their school was just down the road from Disneyland, Hong Kong. I used to pick them up and take them in for an afternoon. So, yeah, Disney, we're Disney fans too. But yeah, so I do believe that if you, if you, you know, we all need to know who our target audience is or our target guests, but if you, you know, can target those people that you're passionate about, like that, that thing that you're passionate about in your life, I believe it just comes naturally then, you know, you're going to just attract those people and bring them in, like put it out there. You know what I'm talking about. Put it out mm -hmm. there. Bring those special people in that you want to deal with in your life or you want to have in your properties and they will come. Build them and they will come. Build them yeah. and they will and come. That's, and that's the thing also. I think people overcomplicate things because, again, like if there is a you with all your passions and loves, as much as we all think we're unique creatures, we're not. Like there is a bunch of other people that are similar to you. So you can cater to the masses and most of the times you're going to get different experiences or you can cater to your own people, your own avatar specifically. And all of a sudden, especially if you like are not in the place of like, I want to grow this to hundreds, hundreds of units, but I want to stay in that like sweet spot of like 30 to 60 units, you can have so much fun just doing that because you're going to attract people like you people there like our guests like you and you can create so many friendships and so many like connections because they're actually people that you would want to hang out with. And it's such a unique opportunity in our industry because what other place you have where you get to choose your clients or that then become possibly your friends and they can be your guests and they're people like you, like try to do that at a hotel, for example, like you get no choice who the guest is, it's whoever comes through. Yeah, and that you sure. want to connect with them or not, there is always going to be that separation because you cannot connect in such a real way because you have certain set of rules and expectations from the hotel of like, Jody, this is how we, how we present ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. What have you brought from your hospitality five-star experience background into the vacation rental space that you think has been has been a game changer for you because well, your five-star experience it's it's quite that's yeah that's sure education it is i think my number one thing that i would like to um express to everybody is we might feel that we're giving a five-star service but not every every service is received in a five-star way and what i mean by that is um you know you can't please everybody and you have to not take that on board. You are in a business. You do love hosting. There are people out there who will come and stay at your properties who will have greater expectations than you can deliver or you've delivered something very good and, you know, it doesn't please everybody. So I think that's my number one. And that even, that was in five-star hotels as well. You know, we've got best of that absolute best product. Um, and you couldn't please everybody. And we used to train our staff with that. 
communication, number one. Uh, sorry, I should say number two, but it should be right up there as well. If you can't communicate with your guests in a timely manner, then you've got a problem. Being on the other side of the world now, I'm on different time zones and that was one of my things that popped up for me is that while I was sleeping, my phone needed to be answered. So I had to bring somebody on board to do that. But communication is massive in our industry. Even if something's going wrong, as soon as you communicate that with the guest, you know, hey, the cleaner didn't show up today, but it probably won't be ready for another hour, but, you know, go and have a coffee in the local cafe and I'll sort it out. You know, just little things like that, I think, make a big difference. So communications re- really is key. Yeah. And that, that goes with the team as well, right? Not just with your guests. Yeah, exactly. People want to feel heard. Things come up, acknowledge that, do your best to resolve it as timely as possible, over-communicate. Those are all good things, which is a good transition into what we were talking about at the beginning of this new academy that you guys are launching to train people up on these. And I said it last year in Nashville, the biggest threat to this industry is the inconsistency in experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you book a place, like you said, and there's no, it could be amazing. It could not be amazing. Right. And there's not like standard. And I know a lot of us are out there trying to help people do it the quote unquote right way, or at least at a a minimum so that guests have know what they can expect. But I'd love to hear uh, what you guys have going on because we were talking offline about this. So you're about to launch this new Academy launched. Uh, 3.0, the new book. So I want to hear about all that good stuff. Yeah, we're about to launch the Academy in uh, February and super excited about that. There's, we've got 22 of the hospitable host authors um, who are facilitating a module of this course. And at the end of the course, the, each of the students will be able to go through an accreditation process. So they will be considered a hospitable host. So we're creating some really great standards in this industry. Um, And I do agree with you, Mike, like it's just something that has to happen. It's going to be a process where they'll go through the course and then they'll have um, an interview. They'll be, have to show how they're implementing what they've learned in the course in their, in their business. We'll do a walk around of their properties and so on. And they'll become an accredited hospitable host, which, yeah, we're really, really thrilled to bring this to the industry because I think just having those standards is going to really shake things up a bit. We've got volume three coming out, which is another 42 authors all sharing their story. E is a part of this volume and some other great people. Well, they're all great people in their own right. And um, they've got some fascinating stories. Part of my role of bringing this together. I'm a connector. I just love connecting people. We collaborate on all sorts of things um, outside of just this book project. And that's why we've now branded ourselves as a movement of professional uh, hosts within the hospitality industry. I get to speak to every one of them individually and learn about them and find out what they've done and what they're doing and I like to help connect them with other people, um, not just in the book, but if they want to do something or they, they need a vendor for something particular, that's kind of my, my speciality, I think, what I'm good at. And 
I've been able to bring these 22 people together in this course and I believe there's nothing out there like it. Um, there's a, a lot of information of how to get your property, how to scale your business, but what do you do next? What What is the next thing? You've got this property, you've got guests coming in. It's like some people are born, you know, good with good hospitality skills, whether that's hosting family at their own house or, you know, um, a job that they've done in pre a previous life, but others have no idea. And there's a lot of people who get into this space through real estate and they've got, as we said, this amazing property, like amazing. You walk in, but it, it feels cold. There's no heart in there. There's no communication from the, the host. There's, and, and I'm not talking a wel about a welcome basket, like we don't need to do welcome baskets. There's other other great things that you can do to, you know, make your guests feel warm and cozy in your properties. So I'm super excited with this, this course. Yeah. Love it. Where can folks, is it, is the site live yet or is it still like pre-launch? You can register on uh, hospitablehost.com. Um, there is a sign up page there and we'll get in contact you with you when we're ready to go. Love it. Love it. Well, Jody, thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, before we get in the last question, you are, it's funny. I, I say this all the time about, about Julie and I get the same energy around you. It's just like, you just have this amazing energy that just like brings everybody up around you and you are the, uh, the ultimate connector for sure. I know that you've, uh, really gathered some incredible people in this industry to help, you know, continue to pass on all this education and help level up the industry as a whole. So I wanted to acknowledge you and thank you for doing that. I know it is thank not you. a small task and it is, uh, <laughs> it's quite an endeavor. So again, kudos to you and thank you for doing that. So I think it's their cheeky accent, both her and Julie have just this accent that just makes you feel, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's, it makes you feel more fun and it makes you feel more connected. Um, but yeah, I, I second what Mike says for both you and Julie, like I, like both of you, similar energy, just great vibes. And I think you've done a great service to our industry and you continue. Thank to. you. I am, I am the quieter one though, out of Julie George and I. Yes. I mean, not, a, there's not a lot of people like Julie George. Yeah. yeah. I have a, I have a bit of a fear actually when I, people come up and start talking to me or they invite me to something that they think I'm going to be like all bells and whistles like Julie, but I'm the quieter one that sits back and observes Julie's and the connects. one that's out there doing. Yeah. But um, yes, thank you for acknowledging that, Mike. And actually in Australia, I'll show you something. I came to Australia and I attended a conference here um, called, which was um, by the Short-Term Rental Association called Astra. And um, I actually won an award and my award was community connector, which I was super proud of because um, I haven't done anything over here in Australia because I've been away for 12 years and just to have it filter through to down under um, has been amazing. So yes. And so thank you for acknowledging that as well. And um, yeah. And, but I have to say, I couldn't have done this like my life has completely changed in, in two and a half years, um, bringing on this project and what started off with just a, a simple little idea of let's create a book and let's bring people together. 
has, you know, just gone from one thing to the next. And I, I actually explain it to people. It's like, I'm in a vortex. And as I keep on spinning, I'm attracting more and more people into my vortex. And I could not have done this without all of the brilliant people around me. And maybe that's the, my last thing that I want to say is you have to surround yourself with good people. You know, everyone talks about this industry being lonely and it can be like when I was doing my one property, I didn't even know this world existed. I just did my thing until COVID when I started poking around the internet because I had time and I came across somebody on YouTube who is very, very popular. And I started learning from what he was teaching. I was like, wow, there are people out there. And then I got onto Clubhouse and that was a real game changer for me. It was oh, like, the good days yeah. of Clubhouse. Shout out yeah. to Clubhouse. Yeah. Oh, like that was amazing for me. Um, like I was just one of many in the 24 hour room, which you are probably a part of. And actually Mark Simpson called me out. Shout out to Mark Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he wanted (laughs) to do the only man that would think about something like that. Yeah. Look at him. The omnipresent. I, I call him omnipresent. Like somehow he's everywhere all at once. He's wonderful. He's probably listening. Somehow he's listening to this right now. So love you, Mark. <laughs> Can't wait to see you in Nashville. Um, yeah. Yeah, Judy. But, it's been such a pleasure. Yeah. Surround yourself with good people and great things will come. Love it. Well, before I let you go, we have one final question that we ask all of our guests. And that is, what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Um, believe you can do it. Just believe in yourself. Put it out there to the universe. I'm a big believer of that. He knows that. Um, we've chatted about that. Put it out. What you put out, you will we'll get back. Just believe in yourself. Have, you know, live in the visions of your future and not in the memories of your past and just go keep going forward. It was a one. Sorry, Mike. It was a few no, there. Well, no, that was a mic drop. That gave me chills. So we'll take that. <laughs> Awesome. Love that. Well, can't yeah. wait to see you and hug you in person in Nashville and then anybody that wants to come to Nashville. I still think we have some tickets up for sale. Yeah, strwealthconference.com. We've got some amazing people. Jody will be there. We talked about Julia Bunch. Mark will be there, Mark Simpson. So it's going to be a really good time. To yeah. me, it's like the homecoming every year. I don't do too many conferences, yeah. <laughs> but this one uh, this one is this really one fun. This the one we show up for, yeah. 100%. And we have 84 of the hospitable hosts attending. So that's brilliant. 84. And a lot of yeah. them are on the stage. So, yeah. Look at that. Amazing. Amazing. Look at that. Amazing. Look well, at Jody, us. thank you again. Can't wait to see You're you in welcome. a few weeks. And we will talk to you soon. Ciao, Jody. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.